Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Meekham. And joining me today on the program, we have Judy Harris from the Epic Program. She's our nutritionist. Hi, Judy. Hi, how are you? Thanks for joining us again this week. We've seen a lot of you lately, and I'm not complaining. Great. My pleasure. (laughs) And our special guest today joining us is Lacey Jimenez. She's the program coordinator for the Create Better Health SNAP-Ed program with the USU Extension with Utah State University. Thanks for joining us, Lacey. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. I thought it'd be fun to bring you on and learn a little bit more about the program that you work with. We've been talking all month long about September being Healthy Family Meals Month in Utah, and it's also Childhood Obesity Awareness Month. And the work that you guys do at the Create Better Health SNAP-Ed program just blends so well with those topics. Yes. You know, our program is from the USDA, and, you know, our main goal is to provide nutrition education for families with limited incomes. So SNAP is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or is often known as food stamps, and we're the education component. And we work to try to build healthy communities as well as promote healthy behaviors and help people realize that they can be healthy even on a limited budget. And so SNAP-Ed is formerly the food stamp program, right? What's the difference between SNAP-Ed and the old program that we used to know as food stamps? Is there any difference? Right. You know, so there's kind of three, three names here. We have SNAP, which was formerly known as food stamps. And then we are SNAP-Ed being the education piece to that. But there have been some changes for even SNAP-Ed, I would say, over the last couple of decades. There's been a focus on obesity prevention, which goes really well with the Childhood Obesity Prevention Month, and also to include physical activity and try to work more within the communities to make sure that people have access to safe places to recreate, to exercise, as well as access to healthy food. Great. So who is your target population to work with? Is it just everybody, the general public, or do you work with specific groups? You know, we specifically reach out to the SNAP population, being those who are eligible to receive food stamps or or SNAP benefits, as well as other low-income audiences or neighborhoods where there's a high prevalence or a high number of lower-income families. And so how does somebody know if they're qualified to come work with you guys? Well, everyone's always welcome. We don't check at our door, so to speak, or right now a lot of our materials are available online. So everyone's welcome to use it for free. But typically we do focus our efforts on reaching that target population. But of course, especially online resources, they're free for anyone in the whole state to access. That's great. So that's who you're targeting, but you can and do work with people outside of the groups. Yes. Great. So what happens when people come to work with you? What do you do with them? How do you help them? You know, typically we run our program through county extension offices with Utah State University. And we often have classes. They could be at schools with children where we teach nutrition education. It could be adults that go to a library or any other sort of community location where they can receive education about how to prepare healthy meals with what they have on hand. They learn about my plate and learn about how to eat in a healthy way. And then we also give them tips on how to shop in unlimited budget, how to 
be able to do menu planning so they're prepared for the week and you know dinner time or meal time doesn't have to be as stressful anyone throughout the state they can reach out to their local extension office to find out what is available to them locally they can also check out we have a website called createbetterhealth.org where they can access recipes and they can also sign up for a newsletter that will give them information specific to their county about upcoming classes you know, right now with COVID-19, we aren't providing adult classes in person, but we do have a lot of great materials online that people can view from their own home. So is there anything else that you're doing with adjustments you're making with COVID with your programs? There's materials online, but what about other services that would normally be done like in the home or in class settings or at the library? Are you doing any of that or are you just everything's on hold for now? You know, most things as far as in-person would be on hold. You know, we, there is some potential opportunities for working at schools that um, invite our organization there, though we try to make sure that we're safe to protect our participants and also our, our educators, our ambassadors is what we call them. You know, we have been working to help improve food access during COVID-19 and some of that's in person. A lot of that's been helping do like community gardening or doing food drives for healthy items that can be available at local food pantries. We've also partnered with the Utah Farm Bureau to help them get food from farmers to those who are most in need. And that's with the Miracle of Agriculture Foundation that they've created and the Farmers Feeding Utah Project. And so we have been very busy, but it hasn't been as closely in per it hasn't been in person or directly with the public as much just to protect our population because oftentimes our target population tends to sometimes be even more vulnerable to COVID-19 so we're trying to be very cautious. So y'all are really busy still doing a lot of work behind the scenes setting the stage getting the infrastructure in place so networks are connecting and and working together to serve the folks even though it's not a direct services in the same capacity that's great. Yeah you know one great example that we've had this year is we've worked to promote farmers markets. A lot of SNAP recipients may not be aware that they can use their benefits at some of the farmers markets in Utah. And there's a program called Double Up Food Bucks, which comes is run by the Utah Department of Health. That's all that's I used to do all that work, right? <laughs> you all know you all know about this. People get a dollar for dollar match up to $30, so up to $30 of free fruits and vegetables per, from the farmer's market. Per, per farmer's market, right. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Lacey. And at the same time, I'll throw in a little plug for the podcast because we actually talked about that on one of our podcasts here just a few weeks ago. So if somebody listening to this wants to hear more on that, you can go back and find the, the uh, broadcast we did on farmer's markets and double up food bucks. Yeah, so. we're great and really happy to be a partner to help reach, help our population know about this great service that you all provide. Well, they're great programs. It helps the farmers and it gets really healthy, fresh, nutritious food into homes, especially homes that may not otherwise be able to get it. So it's such a great program. You know, and I love the fact that we have all these different partnerships, you know, I mean, that's what is so fascinating that we really have that synergy and really create more um, efficiency and um, in the work we do, and because we all have the same me message and same mission, you know. Lacey, you mentioned when we were talking before the podcast began, and I want to bring this out because I think it's a, a big deal. 
we've been talking about adults and everything in the classes, but you actually have some classes that are just for kids, right? Yes, we do. They're called Create My Plate Classes, and we even have our own mascot superhero, Captain Creates. Yes, you can find him on YouTube. And <laughs> we just try to help kids get excited about eating healthy, help them find simple ways to include, you know, all the food groups in their day. And, you know, it's not something that we're able to do currently, but traditionally we've often provided samples and sometimes kids haven't ever tried some of the vegetables or fruits that we offer in our classes for them to taste. Like I, I remember one success story about someone trying jicama. It was the first time when they were just amazed at this um, Frenchy food that they never tried. Yes. So I think we have a lot of great programming in schools. I and only learned so, about jicama a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to the jicama family. I'm enjoying things that maybe aren't commonly used in meal prep that we had when we were younger. There's new things to try because maybe you don't feel like you, you like vegetables, but maybe you just haven't tried as many as you need to. Right, and yeah. you're also bringing physical activity into it with the kids, aren't you? Yes, we, we have them play, play games. Sometimes it's a game to help them remember what they learned in the class about nutrition education, relay races, and just to get them moving. Because it's really a holistic approach to right. obesity prevention and setting you know, healthy habits for life. And I think that's what's great about family, meal, family meals as well, is that one of the great benefits to it is that parents get a chance to model these healthy behaviors for their kids, which can lead to that, you know, obesity prevention that's. Well, and quite often it's the kids who come home excited with these new ideas and they're leading the charge and the parents get on board after the kids get excited about it. So it can work both ways. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. I want to, I want to mention that it was our top star program and, and Lacey, you know, you know about our top star program. And that's in the early childcare settings. And that's, we do this, the, the, we parallel in those, in those worlds with nutrition and that includes breastfeeding and then the physical activity. And, and um, you know, the parents are the models. And in these cases, the, the, uh, the staff are the models. And as Dave said, they, they, the kids bring it home and become the teachers now and the modelers, if you will, you know, and, and directing that. So I love that. I love that your, your program so, is so comprehensive. I think that's so effective because it's hard for a parent to tell a child no when they're coming home asking you to do something that you know you should already have been doing. And so that little guilt kicks in and, you know, you might kick and scream a little bit, but you kind of go along. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, my daughter, she's been in some after school club programs that sometimes our ambassadors teach create better health lessons. And so she'll come home with things and I'm like, yeah, we better do this. Especially this is coming from my program. that <laughs> My family is doing what we're, what we're sharing and teaching. I think something too, for parents to know, like it's great to get excited with your kiddos, but also to not be too hard on yourselves, you know, with like family meals in particular, it doesn't have to be dinner. It can be breakfast. It can be any time. And, you know, to do your best to try to bring in the food groups, you know, try to have more whole grains, have half your plate fruits and vegetables, but you can keep it simple. You don't have to make it more complicated. I think people are dealing with so many things right now. Let's yeah. just you know, keep it simple and fun. Right. And There's no strict definition or template of what exactly a family meal is. It can look like a lot of different things 
and it happened in a lot of different ways. So you do what fits your family. And you've got the skill sets to teach that, you know, like you said, Lacey, you know, to use, you know, canned beans when you don't have time to cook the dry beans, you know, and, and all those great things on, on how to kind of orchestrate something that isn't so difficult. And once I think we get the skill set in place and we get a little practice, we can work with just a couple little components and start implementing those, those small steps. And before you know it, in a year's time, you've really changed a lot of, and that's the feedback we get with the, the childcare providers. They say, you know, these kids haven't been exposed to it. And then they get exposed to it over time. And now they're asking for it and they're enjoying it. And it's, it's changed the whole paradigm and the whole environment in these centers and homes. That's great. That made me think something that's unique about our program even compared to other SNAP-Ed programs in the United States, is that we use, a, we call it like our create recipes. That's part of our create better health. Mm-hmm. And we basically give you kind of a template of you want to make a stir fry. So have some protein. What do you have on hand or what do you like? Have some vegetables. Which kinds do you like? So it doesn't have to be a specific ingredient that you feel like you have to go to the store and go buy. It's just find what you have mix it together so you're hitting all of those food groups and it's teaching you kind of some basic cooking skills of learning how to make up your own recipes as you go. I tell you that's what I do I look at my refrigerator like what can I put together to make work (laughs) that's that's so great it is it makes it easier doesn't it. (laughs) I'm I'm fortunate enough to be married to a really good cook so I don't have to make up anything I brag but I know. Well, listen, Lacey, it's really been fun having you here today and talking and learning more about your program. It sounds like you guys are doing some great work. And if anybody listening wants to get involved, has some questions, is there a way they can get in touch with you? Yeah, I recommend that they go to createbetterhealth.org. That's our blog. They can sign up for our newsletter and they can also find links to follow us on social media. Another way that you can contact our office locally is just to reach out to your local extension office from Utah State University. We'll put that link in our show notes so everybody can have easy access to it. And again, Lacey, thanks for being with us and coming on and sharing all this information about your program there with the extension. And Judy, as always, thanks for being with me as well. Have a great week and we will see you next time on the Epic Podcast. Podcast.